Greetings, Earthlings. My name is Carlton Ennis, and I am joined by Craig Lindo and Mo Latvi, and we welcome you to our show, Unsolicited Genius. Here we share our thoughts, opinions, and perspectives on the happenings in our world. We know you didn't ask us, but we're giving it to you anyway. You are now listening to the Unsolicited Genius. Carlton Ennis. The Genius. Unsolicited Genius. Craig D. Craig D. Mo Latvi. Mo Latvi. You are listening to Unsolicited Genius. What's up, what's up, what's up, fellas? What's good, fellas? What's going on, Carlton? What's good, Craig? How are y'all boys doing today, man? Happy day after Valentine's Day. And government job, celebrating the day off. <laughs> oh, yeah, it's President's Day, too. So happy President's Day for those. I don't know, do you celebrate that or you just take it off? But happy day after Valentine's Day. Happy President's Day. All right, so before we jump into today's show, um, want to do a little housekeeping first um this weekend i participated in reveal wealth's virtual community impact event um i was one of the guest speakers a uh, great time um, great organization um, doing a lot of work and just helping people with their financials um, this community event they do on a monthly basis and it's really just an ap- opportunity to showcase what professionals, individuals, leaders are doing, you know, across the country in various industries um, to to give people just a different perspective. So had a good time doing that. Again, it's Reveal Wealth is the name of the organization. They can be found on WeRevealWealth.com, W-E, RevealWealth.com. And you can find a replay of the virtual event on, on their Facebook page. Uh, one other housekeeping note. So I think everybody at this point, if, if they're listening to us, they got through our, our new theme song. So what y'all think of the new song, fellas? I definitely like it, man. Our man, jo, uh, Jojo, he came through with it. Uh, greatly appreciated, man. Right, right. One, so One time nitty for the new vibe. Yes, yes. So thank you, Joe Nitty. Thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for your brothers in light and love. Um, Hot, hot track. Truly appreciate it, brother. Thank you. Uh, any other housekeeping for you gentlemen before we get into the sports pages? No, I'm good, my brother. What, 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 what there's, there's only but so much sport left. It's just basketball now. Well, you know, we, we could start there. We can, we can kind of wrap up our NFL, wrap up football. Uh, wrap up football. So, it's two things on my mind, the NFL draft and the Houston, Texas. What in the what is going on with Watt and Watson? Uh, the Texans, uh, it, it's like they don't want to be a team. It, it, it's, it's, it's crumbling before our very eyes, and I don't understand what's happening. I mean, they're just poorly run. I mean, it's very simple. Uh, the Houston Texans are a horribly run franchise. J.J. Watt is old. He doesn't want to be around for this dumb rebuild they're about to go through. Uh, he knows Watson doesn't want to play. The- I mean, have you guys seen that clip where him and Watson are walking off the field and Watt tells Watson, we wasted a year of your career this year? He no, apologized for it, yeah. Yeah, he apologized that's, that's for, for it. He said, we wasted a year of your career this year. Man, when you play uh, football, every year is crucial for you because you never know when the fucking your fucking career is going to end. So I don't that blame Watt for wanting to leave. They definitely have no chance of competing anytime soon. They don't have any draft picks, and they suck. Mm. Um, it's not a true statement. It's no wonder that Deshaun Watson wants to leave uh, the Texans. The question is, are they going to trade him? And I got to disagree with you, my brothers, man. Football season never ends. 
I mean, <laughs> you, I could argue with you that the foot, the off season is more exciting than the regular season. Like, it has football. excitement. It has excitement. But before we go there, is it me or it just seems like there's a bunch of athletes running away from Texas, particularly Houston, in 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 in, in a couple sports? I mean, I don't think it has anything to do with the location. It has everything to do with mm. their chance to win a championship. Like, if Harden thought he could win a championship in Houston, he would have stayed in Houston. If Watson and Watt thought they could win a championship with the Texans, they'd stay with the Texans. The the It's all about the opportunity. You think the Watson thing is about winning championships now? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Watson. I don't believe that. What do you mean, Craig? Watson last year re-upped with the Texans for four years and became the second highest played player in NFL history. He was crying. Yeah, I'm not debating. He did that. I'm saying I at this point, I'm I, I feel like the reasoning for not going back might be more personal than business. It it's about and I'm more, say, no, say, I know nothing. Say more. Tell what so personal instead of business, for example. Like behind the scenes, maybe there is something in the culture that he's like, you know what? Yeah, y'all cut a big check for me, but I'm willing to lose these game checks and just not to f with y'all. It's something. It's something. You. Maybe there's something behind the scenes that, whether it's on a on a on in terms of character integrity or something that disgusts him so that he's willing to go. No, I agree with you. It's their culture. It's their organization. But what I was telling you is you were saying, does it have anything to do with Houston? It's not Houston. It's that they're, it's not the city. It's that their organizations are fucked Yeah, up. that was me. Yeah, telling you. But, but as far as the Watson thing, the Watson thing, I think is personal. I mean, with Harden, it got personal. Look how Harden was acting before he get his way out of Houston. I just think but now, man, the players um, for you know, really the first time in sports history, you're starting to see the players realize that they have the power. You know, they have a say-so in their faith and they are trying to exercise that power. And a lot of them have been successful. And so more players are trying to see if they can uh, be successful in getting what they want. And I don't blame them. Like, I don't blame them one fucking bit. Like, Watson Watson will waste his career with the Texans. We've seen it really, you know, we've seen if it. He already baseball, has. It. We've seen it. We've seen it in basketball. And so what, you know, for a lot of years, football players would, you know, make the point that they didn't have the same leverage that the athletes in these other sports did. So, you know, you know, kudos to the ones that are able to take advantage of it. I mean, we know Only the stories the Elway. We know Elway, uh, Eli kind of deal with the draft, but. Um, if, if, if you're in another position to be able to do something about it, kudos to you. What'd you say, Mo? It's only in the, it's, it's only if you're a quarterback, can you pull this shit? Like you can't pull this shit. If you're like the offensive tackle, that's not going to work out for you. No, that's can, can you not do it? If you're a wide receiver or, or I know running backs used to have more leverage, but certainly you might still be able to get some wiggle room, right? If you want to if you want to act like Antonio Brown and call Mike Mayock a, a, a cracker, yeah, that's one way. That's one way that's representing yourself. That is representing your position. No, I don't condone uh Antonio Brown calling him that, but what I'm telling you Craig is like yeah. that's those are your options if you're not a quarterback. <laughs> Like, uh, as far as as far as far the category up. that you're discussing now, does Le'Veon fit in there? But look at Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell, and I'm happy that Le'Veon Bell got paid, right? But if you cared about your legacy as an athlete, right, was, mm-hmm. was Le'Veon Bell's move the right move because he sat out a year, came back, signed with the Jets, and his career's like kind of over. Oh, the legacy, not pretty. Now, you know, the if, money, if the control of his paid, career. Hey. Good for yeah, no, nah, and and it's unfortunate because you know he was, you know, skill wise, some of the things that he's done, you know, I I was looking to see that happen over the course of a nice long career. Um, he still got legs in him under him, but you know, let's see what happens. Man, so, I, are y'all? What are y'all looking at? Come, who's all right, besides Trevor Lawrence and a couple like the quarterbacks? Like, who are you really looking at coming out the draft? Man, Craig, I'm glad you asked that shit, man. <laughs> Have you ever noticed 
that like the black quarterback can never move up the draft board. He only moves down the draft board and white quarterback, like the, no disrespect to uh, what are, what are buddy's names, man? Buddy from BYU. Uh, Lance is one of the and Wilson, Zach Wilson is the quarterback from BYU. And I believe the other quarterback's name is Trey Lance. Who's from like South Dakota or some shit. Mm-hmm. They've both jumped over uh, Justin Fields in the draft. And every mock draft I've seen and everything where these experts know, they are saying that they are the better prospects over Justin Fields. And I don't understand, like... So right now, well, I, you I know, think they're the short. mock drafts all over the map, right? So I'm looking at CBS. They got Lawrence, one, going one. Uh, but then Zach Wilson, BYU, is the next highest QB going fourth in Justin Fields, six. Uh, the, third uh, ranked QB going. Where's the uh, where's Lance six. going? Hey, maybe they may not be doing with him, but it wouldn't be. You know, I we saw on the news the other day about uh, shorting stocks. The same can be done here, man. You could short a quarterback, get him for the low. Like you know, I I I wouldn't be you know you could you could know he's dope and then find all kind of reason to downplay his rank. That because doesn't it impact your what what um what he's able to sign for. I mean, it impacts it in the uh like the first five years, but they're slotted into their payments in like the first five years if you're a first round pick. And of course, the higher you get picked, the more you make. But okay, my greater point is you just don't see like I'll give you an example. Uh, the Trubisky draft. Mitchell Trubisky, who started one year for North Carolina, the Bears trade up one spot to get Mitchell Trubisky. Meanwhile, behind them, like many picks behind them, like 9th, 10th, 12th, something, you get Mahomes and Deshaun Watson. How Mm -hmm. does anybody look at Mitchell Trubisky, who played one year at North Carolina, and say, you know... Mitchell Trubisky is better than Deshaun Watson, who just led Clemson to a national championship, uh, or Patrick Mahomes, who's slinging it all over the yard at Texas Tech. How do you come to that conclusion? No, I think that, that I think I this is my thing, and I'm not definitely not defending it. I think what a lot of these cats are doing, they've they're holding on to this old archetype of quarterback in their head in many ways. And consciously or otherwise, they can't let go. Well, and what Mo's saying is that archetype has a, a particular race and ethnicity. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I, I hear you, Mo, and you're There's right. There's a pattern. It, it, is, it is what we are seeing, what we're seeing. And, but at the same time, you use Watson and Mahomes as an example. Look at them now. They got paid. Mahomes got, rang, got a ring. You know, he played in two, lost one, won one. Um, and, and, and Watson is trying to navigate his situation. So I think if nothing else, they prove those naysayers that, that passed on them, how ridiculous they were for doing it. Um, but it almost seems like that's what, you know, the black quarterback is having to do at this point. You know, maybe the day comes, like you said, where they get viewed and treated and respected for, for what they actually do on the field. Um, but you know, at least now for sure they're they're having an opportunity in the window to to actually prove themselves, which that wasn't always the case. Um that's a great point. So I ain't got this. I mean <laughs> what I, about I, oh, that is ahead, my bro. greater point is what Carlton is saying. It is because there is still a stigma out there like that the mm-hmm. black man is not intelligent enough to play the quarterback there you go. to some of these when it comes to the quarterback and the coach, those are are the prominent faces of the team. And to some owners, they just can't fathom the thought that the, the leaders of their team would be black. And, and that is what I'm saying. And that shows itself in the draft. Fair enough. Fair enough. All right. So switching topics or sports with one third of the way through the NBA season. Mm. How are we feeling about the show that we've received thus far? Uh, 
second in the West Lakers, I still think going to win it. Love the fact that there's a competition for first in the West. Um, I'm not sure about competition in the East yet. I mean, I like that offensive firepower that we're getting from Brooklyn. I think everybody does the potential of highlights and whatever there. Uh, we'll, we'll see how they gel as KD gets back and they develop their defense. Um, there's only, I, I, I've, I bumped into a stat where in the last 20 years, there's only been two teams that was outside the top 10 in defense that won a chip and they were at 11. Um, so I am, I am excited. I, 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 I still think the Lakers are favored to win it, but that's not some brilliant take. But if you look at the size of Utah, if you look like the teams that are coming for them, look what the Lakers have. They could go all seven feet, starting with point guard at 6'9". Braun is 6'9". That's three inches off of seven feet, fam. 6'8", even. Okay. KD, you, these are essentially seven-footers. Him uh, Now, when you have men that big that could create their own shots with handles, all that many on the court at the same time that always they're going to, I mean, that defense is going to be crazy. The rebounding is a problem. You saw what it did to the heat last year in the, in the finals and what they do to everybody stuff. when they apply their length. It's I, ain't just gonna mad, lie. I ain't going to lie. The heat, the heat performance thus far does have me up in my feelings. Um, but you know, the season this there's time for, for them to make a playoff run. Um, they're at night, I am bro. excited. Yeah, this one spot you, out. They're at night. Yeah, you know, but I, I just, I, I had higher hopes, you know, based on how things, you know, ended in the bubble. But you know, it's it's time. I ain't tripping. I ain't tripping. But yeah, that I am excited crazy. about the Lakers. I, I'm excited about a finals that would have the Lakers and the Nets facing each other. I think that would be beautiful basketball. Mm-hmm. But I also like the competition in the east because i i don't know at one point we said that the the nets were guaranteed right but if they're not that that two through eight spot is going to be super competitive um so i'm really interested to see that play itself out in the west i I, you'll be hard pressed in the west to get me to believe it's not going to be the lakers regardless there's a there's a two-way tie at six um, between uh, Charlotte and the Knicks. I love the fact that the Knicks are coming together. Mm-hmm. I like that. They're, they've been, now, there's a lot of good basketball to watch. That I'll say. But as far as, like, winning the chip and seven-game series, right? Uh, I haven't seen it. You know, Utah, They right now they're at the top of the West, so you got to salute them. Yeah, there's Good only job. four teams in the East, in my opinion, that are competing for the championship. You 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 go as far as four. You're four. a nice man. Philadelphia, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, Boston. Um, is you Brooklyn, skip Indy? Indy has no chance to win the East. Indy is not going. No. You Indy, skip, but Indy, you see, well, but they're fourth right. They're ahead of Boston. It doesn't matter if they're fourth right. They have no fucking chance to win the East. They're not going to the NBA Finals. The Indianapolis, the Indianapolis Pacers. As presently constructed, the Boston Celtics. The the Boston Celtics have two crucial players and a good supporting cast player in Kemba Walker if he's healthy. Um, the Pacers, the Pacers are not going to the the they're not the Pacers hold are up. not going to the finals. That's not going to happen. All right, so hold up. You're, so you're so are you saying the t- you're saying the top four aces Philly, Milwaukee, Brooklyn, and Boston? I'm saying those are the only ones that have a chance to win the East. In my opinion. Mm, have a chance to win. Okay. Well, if you're saying have a chance to win the East, I feel like that. Okay. Well, what about the West then? In the West, I'm like you boys. I believe the Lakers are the favorite. Man, as good as Utah is playing, it's hard to see them beating the Lakers in a seven no, game series and going to the NBA finals. Like, I just no, nah, in, in a series, it's going to be too much. Now, the problem for the Lakers is Davis. Davis just got hurt. He's out two to three weeks with the Achilles. Um, Davis is, D- Davis is injury prone, man. And 
you know, the last thing you want to hear if you're a basketball player is you have an Achilles injury. Achilles. Like that, that isn't some shit you want to hear if your occupation for a living is you play basketball. So yeah, Lakers, uh, Lakers, no, you don't want to hear it. If, if Davis off, doesn't off. play, the Lakers aren't going to the NBA finals. It's over. Like they're not fucking winning the West. They're not getting out of the West. Whoa, uh, whoa, 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 whoa. No, whoa, 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 but they're still getting there. No, you're, dog, yes. you're not getting to the West with LeBron, Dennis Schroeder. They're not getting out the West with LeBron, Dennis Schroeder, Kyle Kuzma, um, and Mark Gasol. That's not going to happen. They're not beating. Dog, they wouldn't beat the Clippers. They wouldn't beat Utah. They wouldn't beat Phoenix. They wouldn't beat Portland. Like, they can't just win. The I win. hope that we never have to find out what it's like to play without Anthony Davis that far into the season. Well, All right. Well, but we have a lot of we, we have some physical good. players and we got some guys that could get hot. Um, I do think. Yeah, I think they could. I could. Trez. Schroeder, Schroeder could deal up most guys. He's not going to be able to deal with the Kyries of the world. That's going to be an issue. Like once you get to the finals, but. Nah, I think a LeBron James-led basketball team, I'm not counting them out of the finals. He's been consistently got you getting there since he got here. He's God. been a staple there. We just saluted Tom Brady for consistency in the finals. Not only has this man done that, but he's done that from year, like, since he got here. Okay, but this isn't, this isn't the Cleveland Cavaliers in the Eastern Conference. This is a much tougher Oof. conference. He will not get out of the Western. That felt like a lot of judgment on the East right there, but I can't say. Oh, well, yes, right. it was an Eastern different time, but still come on and try to work with the same um, amount of ingredients and come up with a lot less. Well, speaking of America, Boo Bear Brady, did y'all see him throw that trophy from the boat? Did you see that? Who gives a shit? Yeah, uh, maybe I'm just uncouth, but I don't think it's a big deal. I thought that shit no. was live as fuck, man. Like you yeah. like that, Brady, man. Yeah, I love that shit, man. Oh, my throat, was... my my heart would been it would have been in my throat. Man, Tom Brady was fucking drunk and he just lost. Yeah, he was faded. Wasn't I, he? Yeah, I he was faded. He was leaning. Who was what? You saw him leaning. Did you see that? When his homeboy had yeah, to carry him home, help him walking off the boat. Yeah, yeah that, I said that, I wasn't rooting for him next that, year, like, but I, 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 that was more likable to me. I, I, I may or may not have had a moment like that in my life. So hey, I don't like the toss. I don't like the toss. That you know the trophy, I mean, the trophy special. To I don't like the toss. But the, no, the faded, the, the faded walk, the leaning on the homie at the end of the party, that was awesome. Listen, man, the trophy, if it broke, could be fucking replaced. Like they, Tampa's got the money for it. That's not a problem. Fair. Uh, the only problem with throwing the trophy is that shit is reckless as fuck. That trophy is heavy. If that shit hits someone in the head, that's, so many that's reasons. So many reasons. But so many reasons. But because it's fucking Tom Brady, he throws that bitch and it gets Man, caught. It caught. <laughs> Nobody hurt. It didn't hit. He like and he knew it was gonna get caught. He knew it was gonna get caught. He throws for a living. That thing was never in jeopardy. And you saw the way he measured it like a putt. Tom Brady, oh, you MAGA motherfucker, but man. That was not even, I, that I, that was not, that was never in question for me. That wasn't even, a, I'm like, whatever, the man throw things for a living. His yeah, accuracy had, is how he made millions. He had me at leaning on the homie. All right, so front <laughs> yeah, pages. Yeah, yeah, that, that was it for me though. Front pages, impeachment ain't happening. So what's next? I mean, Trump clearly has a hold on the Republican Party, and he'll continue to have a hold on the Republican Party, man. He'll continue to influence uh, their politics, and he'll have a big influence on the 2022 midterm elections. It's just that simple, man. They show you that continuously. Like McConnell- He'll definitely have an influence. Yeah, McConnell has the fucking nerve after they voted to acquit him, which McConnell did, to basically come out and say, you know, tough they, need to, they need to rid themselves of Trump and the Republican Party. But 
he didn't have the balls to vote. Like McConnell at first comes out and says he's dog. And this shit is so funny to me. The, the sources were saying that McConnell was going to let the Republican senators vote with their conscience. What the fuck do they vote with before? Like, he just tells them what the fuck to do, and they just, as, like, fucking blind well, sheep, listen? He and others have made the point that um, the impeachment process is for moving sitting officials, and being that he's no longer a sitting official, they're gonna. They want to follow that precedent. Uh, that has to be put on record. And if that is the rule of law, the rule, and how it's going to be interpreted, then so be it. I, I do think. I do think that he retains some power within the party, but I don't think he's as powerful as we might think he is right now. Um. You know, Mitch McConnell is the most powerful man in the Republican Party. I was referring to Trump right now. No, I'm talking about someone that can actually do something in politics. There is no one more powerful than Mitch McConnell in the Republican Party. And and he is a devil to me. But where I do give him credit, he's a hell of a fucking politician. Like he he's slimy, but he knows how to get what he fucking wants. And the Democrats need to learn how to fucking play hardball with his ass. Good luck with that. Dog, I mean, it's fucking I, crazy. Like they don't need their permission to do anything. Move forward with your fucking agenda. That 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 might not always be the best way to do it, especially when you have four more years ahead of you. One, two. Um, the way to the way to handle him is between now and the midterms. It's you want to handle you want to handle McConnell. All right, twenty twenty two. Like you, 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 right now the support around him is weakened. He's, st- you know, you, if that's, if that is the strategy based on, you know, what you, what you desire politically, then it's all about the midterms. And then another thing is there is president, uh, precedent for impeaching an official that left office. Like, I don't understand why they keep saying that. Uh, well, excuses. excuses are tools of incompetence. That's all that's about. Is it too late mm-hmm. to start the Kamala Harris 2024? I mean, too early? Can is Are we there yet or are we holding off? I mean, that would be a fucked up thing to do considering she's the vice president, the president that would be eligible. To I, th- I thought that was yeah, it's supposed to be 2028, man. That's why I asked the question. I don't know. That early either. I don't know. Well, that's why I asked the question. Yeah, no. Ain't nothing automatic with me. Dog. I promise I'm not voting along any party lines. If, if that if that's gonna make it y'all like me, then y'all gonna be mad, man. No, I asked the question. In 1876, the House of Representatives went went ahead with articles of impeachment against Secretary of War William Bilknap over corruption charges. The House went ahead and impeached him. The Senate tried him, um, and he was a departing a departing election official. And the argument was that just because he was departing didn't excuse him from his actions. So there's so departing or departed. He uh, departed, like he was out of office, just like okay. Trump was, and they still went ahead with the uh, with the trial. Like what the fuck? There is definitely precedent for this, and and McConnell and the Republicans, Craig, they are just simply using that as an excuse. So they have to, they, they can wimp out of voting how they really feel they should vote, which is to impeach him. Because that's what they really want to do. They just don't have the balls to do it. Yeah, everybody played a tough guy till poop pop off. So for me, my what's next is the, I guess the, the prosecution of the crime of the attack on the Capitol. So, you know, Trump isn't being impeached for his part in it. But the investigation, as I understand it, is still unfolding. I'm hearing hundreds of people facing charges, people getting arrested. So, you know, even though Trump We'll see what percentage sticks. Well, you know, it, it's a process, right? So that's that's my that and that's what I'm saying. That's my what's next. I, I want to still see justice served for all the participants, including those if if it proves to be factual that rep members of Congress on the Republican Party helped participate in the coup. I want to see everybody brought to justice. And I've, I've heard or read different things that suggest that that could include Trump. My thing for Trump is I just want him to go away. Whether that's realistic or not, I just, 
you know, I don't want him taking up airways for four more years, let alone four <clears throat> more weeks, right? So yeah, I get that it may not be realistic, but I want to see these the prosecutions. I want to see, you know, people, I want to see justice served fairly for what transpired at the Capitol building. I just want to read this quote to y'all from Mitch McConnell and ask you, how the fuck can he not vote to impeach Trump? This is his quote. This is after the acquittal. There is no question former President Trump bears moral responsibility. His, his supporters stormed the Capitol because of the unhinged falsehoods he shouted into the world's largest megaphone. His behavior during and after the chaos was also unconscionable from attacking Vice President Mike Pence during the riot to praising criminals after it ended. And you vote to fucking acquit him? Like, yes. How can you justify that when you make that statement right after? The same way I justify every other political decision I make, because I want to and because I can. What's the next that, question? That, and, you know, and on top of that, you, Craig, these people that have been doing said, dirt together, if McConnell says impeach Trump, guess what? Trump gets impeached. It's because McConnell doesn't want to do that, even though he knows it's the right thing, because they right. want the votes from Trump's face. Yes. So that's the answer. McConnell to included. McConnell yeah. included. These people have been working together for years. They, right. they know where each other's bones are buried. See, right. I don't believe McConnell so worries about if, his own like. They're involved in big things together. So I do think that maybe one or two, I'm not accusing anyone in specific, but I would totally understand that people you've been working with for decades, you have some bones in some closets somewhere together, or buried where your bodies, wherever, and taking one down might start a domino and you might want to protect your interest. Am I saying it's right? No, but I'm able to see that possibility. See, and, uh, and, and his interest, though, for McConnell, though, is like, I don't think McConnell sits there and it's like, because he'll blast Trump. He did it right afterwards. He blasted Trump. McConnell is not worried about getting reelected. McConnell, like I said, is a master politician. He worries about the other Republicans that are up for reelection. And he wants Trump's base to vote for those Republicans. He wants to keep gain the network intact. Yeah, he wants to gain the, the power back in, in, in Congress. Mm -mm. Tangly webs we weave, baby. Tangly 2022. Webs. What Man. you say, Craig? Vote 2022. Oh, yeah. Stay voting, Man. stay voting. Show all up right. to the midterms like you show up for presidential elections. Show up to all elections. There's a city right, commission so in Montana. We're going to make a switch. All right, so... We talk sports, we talk news. Yesterday was Valentine's Day. Let's talk a little bit about our feelings. So first and Day. foremost, did everybody have a good Valentine's Day yesterday? I had a great yes. Valentine's Day, man. I spent it uh, with my wife and my son. Um, Fuck Valentine's Day, man. I'm sick Damn. and tired of fucking Valentine's Damn. Day. No love uh, for the love holiday. <laughs> Valentine's Day is such a bullshit <laughs> holiday. Hey, ladies, if you're with a dude that only shows you what you're worth on Valentine's Day, you're with the wrong motherfucker. That's one. Oh, uh, all right, talk the okay. talk. Now you're bringing, now you're coming around to my side of things. Two, two, two. This is such a fucking made up holiday to get you to spend money and get you to rush out to get some reservation to some fucking restaurant and buy flowers and buy candy. Where if you wait till the next day, you could go to Walmart and get all those things for 75% off. All right, all right. This is so no love for the love holiday. day. No, <laughs> look here. What say you, Craig? Um, that thing you speak of, Valentine's Day, Ooh, sounds charming. Can't even I think I remember. Name it. Oh. Okay. I, I, I remember I remember hearing about it like somewhere somewhere back in the day in my youth, middle school. I don't know, somewhere. Like I I don't know about all that. I know Sunday was fantastic, epic bike ride, great workout, some good meals. That's it. That's it. And I like I like Valentine's Day. In fact, I love Valentine's Day. I think I don't I would disagree. Say this. Oh, go ahead. He's a, he's a I whole like look, 
I also don't like being told what to do. That's don't tell good. me I have to tell somebody I love them on that specific day. Screw you. Uh, well, I mean, you I'm going to tell them I, I, any so other day. I'm going to tell them any other time that I want to. Can I state just my not case? Because you told me and I want to tell them how case? I want to tell them. Can I state my case for Cupid? Oh, oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. I'm a... All right. So <laughs> I don't disagree with the fact that, yes, you should express your love for your loved one every day, every day. Valentine's Day to me is Christmas for love. It's the birthday for Cupid. So it's a reason to do a little more, put a little extra energy, put a little extra umph in the love that you give and share throughout the year. You know, if you're a married couple, it's a reason to get a babysitter and and, and take each other out for that dedicated you gotta write my Tinder date night. Um, if you're single, it, it's a window and opportunity to to maybe meet some other people or embrace that that ever escaping love called self love and spend some time loving yourself. But Valentine's is opportunity to tell your mama you love her, tell your children you love them, tell your neighbor you love them and appreciate them letting you have some sugar when you went when you ran out. Um, it's a reason to celebrate love in general. Yes, the commercials and the stores and the candies and the movies and the hallmarks and the lifetimes and all that stuff emphasize romantic love. But to me, for me, and I ain't gonna let y'all mess it up for me, Valentine's yeah. Day is a day for celebrating love, whether it's romantic, self-love, spiritual, familial, whatever it is, it's just, you know, a day of love. I love love the holiday season. Like I love the holiday (laughs) season. Like I grew up, I grew up uh, in a very strict Muslim household. And, you know, we didn't celebrate like Thanksgiving or Christmas. And my wife is uh, of of Christian faith. And, you know, so we celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas. And there's no one fucking more excited than me than when she puts up like the Christmas tree and shit. Like I like that shit. She put I it up. You don't even help. What you you don't do nothing. What? You don't help with the Christmas tree. No, nah, I just like watching her do that shit. Like that's just my thing. That's like <laughs> at least he's honest about tradition. it. Like, hey, I sit I watch every it. household, every household got his own way of doing it. You know what I'm saying? Like so, we got our own thing going on, man. Like my wife is the griller in the house too. Like she does all that shit. She does the grilling. Like I'll, like, I'll yeah. She she handles shit. So. But Valentine's Day, oh, dog, I, I just can't I get up it. that shit. Dog, yesterday. I waited out. She wanted she wanted shrimp and grits from this place. Uh, Real Milk and Honey, Atlanta, Georgia. Spectacular. If you're ever here, get it. Um, Black-owned business. It's, it's excellent. So, dog, I'm like, I, I go to put it in, in the order online. The fucking online ordering is down, dog. So I'm like, Fuck, I know that's not Valentine's Day fault. Yes, it is because the fucking <laughs> place is crowded because of fucking Valentine's Day, dog. Hey, so dog, that's I go in that's there and, and she's like, she's like, you don't have to get it if you don't want, but you I know this motherfucker wants oh, the grits. So dog, I go there, Scrimping I put in grits. the order. Uh you know, I do it up for blah blah blah. Dog, wait one hour in the fucking mm. car before the order is oh. done. Then, you know, take it home and just, you know, she's happy, but it's like, man, all of because of fucking Valentine's Day, I was in that car for one hour waiting to get her shrimp and grits. Man, check the price of roses in a couple of days. That's what I like about my wife, man. She don't believe in the roses shit. She's like, those shits die too quickly. So like, we don't do the roses. Smell like I, boop, boop, boop. Carlton, you do roses and shit, don't you? <clears throat> man, I do uh, all of the above, man. I'm down to get down, but it's not a deal to me. If it's really that important to the other person, then I really, it's like, all right, all right let's go. Well, I'm all about my partner person. being happy. Carlton's in it for the fucking romance of the holiday, uh, y'all. What, uh, I mean, what else is there to be in it for? What, you, what else, that's what it, oh, that's the premise yo, of the holiday. Craig, Craig isn't in it for the romance. Man. 
the Craig, romantic is still alive. No, no, no. Craig is hoping the end of the night ends with both of them in like baby oil and shit. Like Craig well, that's is romantic. Be- that's <laughs> no, part that's- of it. Slip and slide into it. So selfish. All right. So the other thing for me with Valentine's Day. Hey, who you been talking to? (laughs) Hey. Uh, What happens on the internet? Got like rose petals and shit laid out, and like you know that's awesome. Yeah, man. Which is it is what it is. I don't see anything wrong with that as a possible ending to a possible night and. And any day that ends in why? Slip and slide, slip and slide. Okay. All right. So Valentine's Day for me also marks the halfway point for Black History Month, right? So Black History Month gets some flack for being the shortest month of the year, but February, my birthday month, I love February. I like feel like it's well-placed. So we're at the halfway mark of Black History Month. Any thoughts, ideas on where we are this far in the month where we want to go um, the remaining two weeks of the month in terms of acknowledging and or embracing and or connecting with our black history. I think pop culture wise, oh, the movie's about to slip. It just came out. Jay-Z dropped a track for it with Nip. That's on the soundtrack, something in the Messiah. Messiah. Jesus and the Messiah? Judas and Movie, Messiah. I don't want to slaughter it. Can you confirm it? I'm sorry. Judas it was and just the Messiah. On the black Messiah. Judas and the Messiah? And the Black Messiah. Judas and the Black Messiah. Thank you. Soundtrack like I, 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 is fire. Um, soundtrack um, is Yeah, soundtrack's fire. fire. It addresses some of the Fred Hampton story there. And I just think there's, there is a reason why um, certain people are, are, are are, are have earned the reason to be martyrs and highlighted, but I also think there are other people that contributed to the changes that have happened and the progress has, that have been made that should be highlighted too. Um, so yeah, check out all those stories. I'm, I'm trying to check it out ASAP. I'm, I'm even thinking about actually going back to a theater to check it out. Like, it's, you know, there's a couple of different venues that is coming out and from what I understand. So um, I, I think checking out other stories, checking out Marcus Garvey's contribution, um, not just Martin Luther King, right? I'm not trying to take a shot at Martin Luther King. I'm just saying there's other people that that could, that contributed in, in major ways, and especially in the community. Right. It's a yeah, lot I mean, I'm finding there. out. Somebody was telling me about um, Sistrunk Boulevard here, and who, you know, who was named after, and uh, that that association uh, fraternally on top of that. Um, Sistrunk Boulevard here in Fort Lauderdale. I mean, I, I, that's new history to me. One, uh, um, from what I understand, one one of the first physicians in the area. If I'm not too, if I'm not way off. So I just thought that was really dope. Just just hearing little stories like that. I, I caught that at just walking into a, um, a a meeting of brothers. Um, you know, of course, like. I love that there is Black History Month and I take no issue with it being in February. The reason for it being in February is it was selected to be in February because that is also the month of Frederick Douglass's birthday as well as Abraham Lincoln. Um, uh, And it's a great month, but Black History Month should be celebrated. Like Black history should be year round in America, man. Black history is American history. Like it's like, that's the part about it where I feel like, yeah, like that is just, there is no America the way it is today without black history in America. And for like the thought that a school in Utah, I don't know if you boys saw this story in Utah, there was a school that where the parents complained about um, the, their, their students being taught black history. And this school only has three black students and the school allowed the parents to opt out of learning about black history or participating in certain black history events during the month. And it's like, how the fuck is that possible? Like black history is American history. And the other part that annoys me about that is it's like these people don't want to expose their kids 
to black excellence, for them to realize uh, the outstanding contributions that black Americans have made to this country throughout time. That's oh, so you're, unbelievable. You're, you're saying they understand the power of education and indoctrination. <laughs> they, yes, they understand Is that, what he said? that if they're, what I heard. yeah, if, if they're white, students saw black people on a level of excellence. Marketing's powerful, brother. Yeah, they don't want them to see black people on that level. They want them to see black people as being less than, inferior to them. Why else, how else could you justify going to your school board and asking them to opt students out of the black history curriculum for the month? That's absolutely ridiculous. You can't, but at the same time, you, you said Tennessee, you, you heard no surprise. I hate to say it like that. I heard no, I, I'm not, I just, it's just, there's, I'm sorry. I'm there's not, a, there's a segment. I'm in, in, I'm in America country. and I grew up here. I just, um, and I, it is first black doctor, back to what I said before, I was right. Dr. James Franklin, Sistrunk, first black doctor in Broward County. Sistrunk oh. Boulevard on there. You know what I think about a lot when I, you know, to, the points that both of you are making, the, the history that we are still learning about, um, but including the history that we're intertwined in as, as, as Blacks, is music, right? You know, hip hop, mm -hmm. we know the source, where that came from, you know, we could debate where, who originated it, but we know 77, 78, 79, New York, Black folks, beats, DJing, that's hip hop. And in the 80s, Hip hop didn't even make it onto the Oscars, right? It wasn't even part of the broad, uh, the Grammys. I'm sorry, it wasn't even part of the broadcast. And today, it's I think over half of the categories. And so, just in you know, a, a, a few decades, you see what this one genre that was ostracized has done. But that made me think about the fact that the foundation of basically all the music that exists in this country, jazz, country, uh, uh, blues, is sourced rock roll. from rock and roll, is sourced from the African soul. And so take us out of the equation, you lose music. Take us out of the equation, the things that built the financial systems that, uh, you know, that were backed or built upon the backs of slaves you take us out of that equation, you don't have any of this stuff. So, you know, I, I agree with you, Mo, uh, with both of you, really, but it is, I'm often intrigued when I think about just how intertwined our contribution in, our contribution to this country is in what the country still is today. Their, their precious buildings, like the White House and the Capitol built on the backs of slaves. Uh, Southern wealth made off of slave labor. Like, man, Black people's contribution to America uh, prospering is countless. And dog. Uh, well, this goes to the, 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 the adage where they say, you know, you love the culture and not the people, right? That's kind of the, the phenomenon that's embodied here. But I think the people are, uh, in general, growing to understand their power their place, their consciousness, you know, there, I, I do think there's movement in the right direction and it can't be denied. Right. So no, yeah, no denying it. There, there's no, look, we're here. We got to share. We, we don't got to share the place. Let's figure it out. I mean, dog, you know, in order to reach a level of equality, not a level, just, there is only equality, you know, there's just equity. either there is equality or there's not no equality. So in order to reach that, you need humanity. And, and that starts with our children, right? And mm -hmm. when you only expose, if you are a white parent and you only expose your children to uh, black people when they are being arrested on TV or when they are watching the news or negative imagery of black people, they do not view, they grow up to not view black people in a humane way. And that leads to racism and bigotry and that will continue to lead to inequalities so it bothers me like why would you not want your kids to get educated on what black people have contributed to this country it just makes it it bothers me to my core that they felt so 
moved by that, that they had to go ask the school board so they could opt out. Like the core reason why is fear. I mean, the core reason why is fear. Now what the justifications and excuses might be, you know, hey, I guess you'd have to be there to know. But at the end of the day- They don't feel like their kids need all that. Why, why, why does my, why, why does their, you know, she, 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 that person may not feel like their white son needs to know those things, the, the contributions. Doc, they might not feel like it makes no, never mind. There's a movement in this country that wants, wants teachers to teach their kids that, you know, everything was fucking peaches and cream in this country for everyone. Like they want you to just like gloss over slavery, to gloss over the injustices done well, to numerous peoples uh, of color. Doc, I was reading an article about people that visit Monticello. Monticello is Thomas Jefferson's plantation in Virginia. And when the people start talking to them about the slaves that were on Monticello, because Jefferson owned hundreds of them, white people would get irritated and tell them to stop talking about it. They didn't want that to be mentioned, even though it's factual, like it's fucking true. Jefferson owned slaves, deal with it. But instead of dealing with it, they'd like to pretend like it doesn't exist, just like systematic racism does. It's like a pimple on the forehead. It's there, acknowledge it. Uh, You can't- Well, that goes back to Karen, who I said would, she just wanted to close her eyes and talk louder and louder instead of actually discussing issues and trying to reach a common ground to move forward on. She just wanted to close her eyes and well, and she's not, uh, she's, she represents so, uh, 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 so many conversations where it's like, if I close my eyes and scream my God's will, that this should my way is the right way then you know you should just okay you're right like that's the expectation you know there are two books that talk about that one is white fragility um and the other is dying Hmm. of whiteness and 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 (laughs) both books take different perspectives but for me encompass why the the discussion is so not even difficult to just have, but it's, it's difficult to get to the conclusion that we believe so so wholeheartedly that as, as Blacks in this country, we are part of what this country is. We built this country, just own it, just acknowledge it, recognize the crimes that were committed. You know, I don't know reparations, sorry, that's a separate conversation, separate debate, but we can't even get consistent acknowledgement of what transpired. And so as we talk about healing, as we talk about where do we go next, it's hard to really do those things when you still have a country that in all areas in so many different levels of its systems don't want to acknowledge what it did wrong. I mean, I don't ever expect some formal spoken or written acknowledgement. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if I even want one. What I what I want is the systematic dismantlement yes. of systems that perpetrate that way of thinking. Yes. That action that action tells me everything I need. When I drive I don't through the need, Bible Belt, oh. huh? When I drive through the Bible Belt, I want to be able to see signs that say we don't do that here no more. All are welcome. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> Shit. Uh, I remember that drive through Mississippi one time. I know. But you need to like in nice. order for us to reach a better place like where we can understand each other, right? You can't avoid the fucked up shit that happened or that continues to fucking happen. You need to be able to acknowledge that so we could process that and we can move on to a better understanding. But if you refuse to acknowledge it, if, you, if, if, if I'm like, you know, there was slavery in America for a long period of time and you put your hands in your ears and you're like, la, 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 I don't hear you. That doesn't mean it didn't fucking happen. 
like early. No, 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 no. I'm not. I want to be clear. I'm not for the uh, the continued watering down of how history is presented. I'm not talking about that part, but I am also very aware. I got you that as we systematically detangle some stuff, it forces you to deal with stuff anyway. So get to the work of dismantling. That's you're going to be forced to deal with some ish. Yeah, but you can't dismantle if people aren't willing to deal with that shit. Uh, like, just real quick. Okay, I see what you're saying. Like, earlier- I see what I, you're I, trying to say. Antonio Brown called Mike Mayock a cracker, and yes. we acknowledge that that was not appropriate. You know what I'm inappropriate. saying? Inappropriate. It was inappropriate. Just like Wallen saying that uh, nigga, uh, when he was talking the country singer last week, that's not appropriate as well. Out of box. But dog, you'd have you. How many people are defending Wallen because they're like, like he's he, that's just the way he talks with his friends. We, <laughs> you can't get anywhere, Craig, if people are going to take that attitude. Uh, so it sounds like we have a a racial conundrum in the United States of America. Surprise, surprise, surprise. All right, fellas, wrapping it up for the day. What a, it's time to say goodbye. What uh, accolades we got to distribute before we send the folks on their way? Uh, I'll start off um, with some of my heroes of the week, man. I would like to acknowledge uh, the Seattle and the Austin police departments. Not, not actually the police departments, like they didn't do shit. I like to acknowledge the people of Seattle and Austin. Uh, for those of you that don't know, they have reallocated millions of dollars of funding from their police stations, and they are putting it into other services in an effort to better protect and serve their community. Um, hello, hello, wait, what? They have taken money, Craig, from the police departments, and they have allocated it to different uh, resources. In Texas, uh, it's it's really only in Austin, Texas, where Carlton is. Carlton, have you uh, been following this in Austin? Yes, I have. Keep going. Uh, I'm excited about it, man. In Austin, they're doing some major shit. Like, they took a bunch of money from the police department. I don't think that, why is that, that don't sound good to me, bro. No, I'm not on that well, defund. I'm, I'm, I'm with demilitarized. I'm not with defund. No, I'm not well, with it's not, it's not, I'm not, I'm not so I can't speak to Seattle. I can't speak to no, Seattle. like it. it's not it's not defund. It is redistribute funds. It's it's looking at how spending has been occurring, looking at where the opportunities exist to right, well, within the community with training, with relationships. So it isn't it isn't defund. It's assess, reassess, and reallocate. At least in Austin, I, I can't speak for. For example, point. in Austin, they are taking some of these funds and they are building a hotel where they are going to house hundreds of homeless people, uh, and actually try to make a, a difference in their community and benefit people that are underserved. I am all for this. This needs to continue uh, around America. I'm all for that end product. I might not. I, I I don't know. Oh, I'm sorry. But I don't know where it's I don't I don't I'm not aware of that, but I guess just because I know personally so many people that serve in law enforcement closely, and I don't know if any jobs were uh, impacted by that. So that's what I went to thinking when that was mentioned. I don't know where, you know, so when I hear defund, I, I worry about friends and families losing jobs. No, nobody's losing jobs. They're just taking money away from other programs. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a Um, uh, in Seattle, uh, they are taking that money and putting it towards uh, mental health. Um, I, I hope to see policing continue to go down this route. You got any heroes, Craig? Any accolades to distribute? No, I would just like to thank say thank you for everybody listening especially listening to the end so labor of love appreciate you i got one uh, for black history uh, a master of his craft todd nahisi coates the author of water dancer 
um, beautifully done book. Um, it looks at, I don't want to take any surprises away, but it, it gives a different perspective, but real perspective of what um, slavery was like, but it's a, it's a romantic story. It's a vivid story. And it's also, um, it has a lot of excitement to it. So very well done book. Um, I, I strongly, strongly recommend um, folks checking that one out. But that in of itself, um, Todd Nahisi Coates is um, also, you know, a, a brilliant mind. He has other other books that he's done. He's spoken on a, on the topic of of blacks, black history, the social dynamics in this country. So mm -hmm. um, definitely check out Water Dancing. Anything um, else before we before we say farewell? Yeah, just a couple of more heroes, man. Uh, shout out to Carter G. Woodson. He is the creator of Black History Month. Um, I would also like to give a shout out to uh, Mackenzie Scott. Mackenzie Scott is the ex-wife of Jeff. I'm not sure what his last name is. Um, the founder of Amazon, the CEO. Oh, Bezos. Has, you talking about Jeff Bezos? Jeff Bezos, yes. His ex-wife, they've got divorced. And ever since they've got divorced, she has put his money or their money, I guess, to good use. Um, and she has donated to six historically black colleges. Uh, she gave $40 million to Howard, $30 million to Hampton. $20 million to Tuskegee and Spelman uh, and an undisclosed amount to another school. Um, these are the kind of allies that I like to see actually putting their money where their mouth is. Uh, she's not just talking about supporting, she's actually doing something about it. Uh, greatly appreciated. So big shout out to her. Good call. Great no call. This week. Uh, yeah, I always got some buffoons for you, man. First buffoon, uh, we talked about them earlier, that Utah school. I will uh, not talk about them again. It's ridiculous that they gave the parents the option. After hearing the pressure about it, of course, they went back on it, and now they are forcing the kids. Oh, you say Utah? To, yeah, it's a school in Utah. And now they are, unfortunately, and I'm I using air earlier. quotes, uh, forcing the children to learn Black history. Fuck that school in Utah. That is ridiculous. Um, second buffoon for me, Urban Meyer. Fucking clown. Urban Meyer um, hired uh, a strength coach from Iowa. I don't know if you boys saw this story. Yeah, and, with the checkered pass. Yes, his name is Chris Doyle. And Chris mm -hmm. Doyle was the strength coach at Iowa and had been accused of treating the black players differently from the white players and had even uh, been accused of using racial slurs with the players to the point where the players felt so uncomfortable about it that they spoke out about it during social, uh, on social media. Urban Meyer hires this clown. And one, I told my wife right away, like, this isn't college fucking football. Like these are grown men that make more money than the coaches. So if this guy thinks he's gonna go in there and, and fuck around with these guys, he's in for a rude awakening, that's one. Two, why would Urban Meyer even hire this guy? Like, how can you take the temperature of the room and decide that this is a good hire? And then Craig and Carlton, he has the nerve to say, he goes, I vetted this guy. I vetted this guy. Did you talk to any of the players at Iowa about him? And, and then he goes, I've known him for over 20 years. And this is just another example of the good old boy network where these racist, bigoted people, white men keep looking out for each other and giving each other jobs while black coaches who have earned an opportunity to get jobs still don't get the jobs. Waiting on you, you good? On Urban Meyer, man, I, I just, it, it, the NFL really needs to look at how their hiring process goes and, and decide like, what are they gonna do to make it more equitable? Because right now it's some bullshit. Uh, the Rooney rule isn't working. Something else needs to be put in place because the problem is they're fucking owners and, and, and the coaches they keep hiring, keep looking out for each other and people that are deserving of jobs keep getting frozen out. Well, Something the owners are indicative of 
the conundrum that the United States of America faces. You know, you have a, a, a strong energy pushing for change, a strong energy pushing for equality, but the powers that be where a lot of the money be are still representative of that old mindset. Carlton, when he says I've known him for 20 years, I vetted him. What kind of fucking vetting process is this? <laughs> like these, these right. boys, like when you read the things that they said, uh, this gentleman said to them, it's deplorable. And he's saying it to young black men. Basically what Urban is saying D-word. is, I'm putting my name on him. Shut up. Yeah, That's and, what it sounds like, right? And what I'm telling you is he's a fucking strength coach. He's not some offensive genius calling the plays. He's the fucking strength coach. And the reason why Urban Meyer hires him is because it is a good old boy network. This is my boy. We kick it. We make little racist jokes together. And the fucked up part is Urban Meyer would, you know, credit to his hard work and, and, and his work ethic and all that. But he is where he is because the majority of his players were black and, and they are the ones that were able to put him in this position. And he just turns around and is just completely blind, blinded to this and is like, fuck it. I'm going to hire a guy that I know has fucking a, a, a racial history that is clouded. Because like Craig said, I'm Urban Meyer. What the fuck are you going to do about so it? So a white He's man whose success... A white man's success predicated on the performance of black men. Hmm. Where they do that at? Carlton, this fucking guy gets fired from his He's job at Iowa for what he did, and he gets a promotion to the NFL? Where they do that at? The United States of America. All right, fellas, anything else before we say goodbye, good morning, good night, good siesta? Nah, I think I said a premature goodbye anyway. <laughs> well, that's, you know, Mo, Mo has some stuff to get off his chest, so it's all good. Love y'all, man. Y'all be safe out there. All right, well, happy day after Valentine's Day. Happy halfway point of Black History Month. Continue to grow, learn, and develop, and acknowledge um, the contribution of, of Blacks in this country. Uh we thank y'all for enjoying us for another episode. Plenty, plenty more to go. We having a great time. Hope you all are enjoying us as well. Um, again, Joe Nitty, excellent work, my brother. Excellent work. Um, we appreciate you tremendously. Celebrate black every day, man. That is American fucking history. Celebrate that shit year round. It is American history. Rise when the sun shines. All right. Appreciate it. We out. Thank y'all. Craig D. Craig D. You are listening to Unsolicited Genius.